think most moms or any mom would agree that mom life can feel really busy and sometimes get kind of hectic. And I don't know about you, but I don't really like feeling stressed or rushed. Like I really, really do not like feeling rushed. And that's why I am so adamant about using these four tools in my own life and teaching them to my clients as a way to help create balance, to make time for the things that really matter, the things that are going to fill you up and still get the things done that need to get done. So today we are talking about my four favorite time management tools. So grab a piece of paper and a pen and let's dig in. Welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. week we are talking all about time management and I can really get excited about time management. It is my thing. And yesterday's episode, if you didn't catch it, you need to check it out. It's all about how we're called to steward our time wisely and we dig into Ephesians 5:15. But our time is truly a gift. And we all want to use it wisely. No one wants to waste their time. We want to make it count. But it's hard to make changes when sometimes we feel like we're just barely keeping it all together. We're just hanging on. How do we have time, the energy to make the changes that we want to make? Well, we have to start small. We have to have a plan. And we have to use tools and strategies that are going to make change easier, right? I'm all about making it easier. So today I'm walking you through step by step how I use four tools to create balance, reduce stress, and really just manage life. Okay, so our first tool is priorities. So getting clear on what is truly important. You've heard me talk about it before. I'm going to talk about it again because if you are not clear on what is important, you are going to fill your days up with things that don't matter and you're going to be frustrated at the end of the day. So I talk about the nourish necessities, and those are just the biblical priorities that the Bible teaches about what is important. And I want you to download the nourish necessities workbook that I have attached to these show notes and walk through it with me because you are going to get clear on your priorities. Now, I talked about priorities a couple episodes ago in episode 10, but today we're going to go a little deeper because I want to know, I want you to know What does nourishing these priorities look like for you in your life right now? And I know that we all have a tendency to be looking at the person on the side of us 
thinking that our life should look similar to their life. But I'm telling you, if you start looking at your best friend's life, your neighbor's life, whoever, you're going to sell yourself short because God has a plan for you in this season of your life that is different than any plan that he has for anyone else who is next to you in your life, wherever, on TV, on social media. This plan that he has is made just for you. And he is just waiting for you to say yes. So how do you know what God's plan is for you? Well, you need to talk to God. You need to talk it out. And some of you I know are thinking, I don't know what that means. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Just start praying. Just start talking to God and start listening and you'll start hearing. And I want you to start practicing it now. But wait, what if you get it wrong? Well, I have a secret for you. We all get it wrong sometimes. There are plenty of times in my life when I thought I heard from God and I started moving in a direction only to realize that is not where God was calling me. And actually, I was just really hearing from myself and hoping that God would bless my actions because that's what I really wanted. But it wasn't God's plan and I found out that he had a better plan. But don't worry about getting it wrong. It's all going to work out. And the more that you practice talking to God and hearing from God, the better your communication skills are going to get. Like think of kids and their communication skills. Sometimes I listen to my kids talk to their friends and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you just said that. Um, You know, sometimes they, they don't know how to be compassionate. They don't know that some things are probably better off left unsaid. They don't know how to talk when their emotions are hot and they're angry. But you know what? They figure it out. They learn. And honestly, we're all learning. You know, we can all up our communication skills. But anyway, so I want you to download the Nourish Necessities workbook. And I want you to ask God for vision. What does it look like to nourish your nourish necessities, to nourish your relationship with your spouse? Does it look like date night? Does it look like 15 minutes of undivided attention? (laughs) Which I don't know how old your kids are, um, but I know that can be challenging. Um, Is God nudging you to do or say something to your spouse? I mean, for example, the other weekend I woke up and my husband was downstairs in his little man cave and um, I just had this idea like, oh, make Dale a coffee. And I'm like, that's crazy. Dale doesn't even drink coffee. When's the last time that he had a coffee? And I kind of just brushed it off like, that's silly. I'm not doing that. And I went downstairs and was just hanging out with him. And he says, you know, I could really go for a coffee. What? Like, had I just listened to God's whisper in my ear, like, I could have blessed my husband with that coffee that he wanted, and it would have been really cool, but I ignored it because I thought it didn't make sense. But sometimes, or all the time, we need to listen to God's voice and recognize it in our lives because he is just waiting to bless you and bless the people around you. So I want you to walk through these Nourish Necessities and do a brain dump. So if you don't have the workbook, the Nourish Necessities are your relationship with God, your relationships with others. So your relationship with your spouse, your kids, your family, whoever is in your life, Um, your mental and emotional health, your physical health, rest and recharge, and meaningful work. Six Nourish Necessities. So do a brain dump. Write down all of the things that come to your mind, the things that you should do, the things that you want to do, the things that you feel like you have to do. 
and let God guide you. So highlight all of the things that he's calling to your attention. Circle the things you're not sure about because you're going to follow up with those with prayer and cross out the things that he's calling you away from right now that are not right for you in this season. And I know some of you are like, Brandy, this is weird. I don't talk to God. But Isaiah 30, 21 tells us, And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. I'm telling you, God wants to guide you. He has a better way. And I know that you're feeling it because that is why you're here listening to this podcast. All right, so walk it out or talk it out with God. Go through all of the nourished necessities. And for those of you who are a little resistant, I'm gonna say a little prayer for you, Aretha Franklin. But seriously, Lord, I pray that you are with these women, that you open their hearts so they feel comfortable talking to you, that you open their hearts so that they can hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. And there's a great book that I read a while back called, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? By Dallas Willard. Hearing from God, I think it's developing a conversational relationship with God. And I will link it in the show notes. All right, so we're talking about scheduling, planning. We've got to talk about our commitments. So if you're like me, if you're like most of my friends, or most people that just live in our culture, you're trying to fit in all of the things. And maybe you're trying to fit in too much. So the goal isn't to do all of the things. The goal is to do the things that God is calling you to. So I want you to walk through your commitments. And this is all in the Nourish Necessities workbook. So write down your commitments, all of them. So work, getting the kids to school, activities, all of the things that you've committed to, all of the things that you thought about committing to or feel like you should commit to. And I want you to talk to God. So highlight the things that he is calling you to. Circle the things you're not sure about. You're going to pray about them later. And cross off the things that are not for you in this season. And that doesn't mean that they'll never be for you. It just means they're not for you right now. Okay, so we're clear or we're getting clear on what's important for you right now. You're getting a vision for what God is calling you to. So now we got to talk about habits and routines. Habits and routines can make it easier for you to do the things that God is calling you to. All right, so let's break it down so we're all on the same page. So a habit is a behavior that's repeated regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. So habits happen in a three-part loop. There's a cue, something that triggers your brain to go into automatic mode. Then there's the routine, so something that you're doing because of this cue. And then a reward. So there has to be something that you benefit from or your brain's not going to keep doing this process of the habit. So habits make your life easier because when something happens automatically, you don't have to think about it anymore. So if you automatically come downstairs in the morning and drink water, you don't have to be worrying if you're gonna drink your water in the morning. You don't have to waste that brain energy planning for it. And a routine is similar. It's the practice of regularly doing a series of things in a fixed order. It becomes automatic, but it's not as automatic as a habit. 
but you still get some of those benefits because if you're regularly doing something in the same order, again, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to plan for it. You don't have to worry about it. It just occurs more naturally. So what we want to look at is how can you implement habits and routines to honor your priorities, to do those things that you highlighted that God was calling you to do? All right, so let me give you an example because I'm walking this out with you right now. Every few months, I reevaluate my priorities and habits and routines to see what's still working and what has changed because generally every few months, things change. So I'm busier. I'm doing this podcast. Um, We have co-op for the spring. So in the past, I've had more time to cook lunch and prepare, prepare healthy snacks, but now not so much. And you're going to notice the more you have going on, the more you'll want to make use of habits and routines because you have to be efficient to balance all the things. So anyway, I've been skipping lunch. I'm not eating enough. My energy is lower. My brain function is slower. The kids are asking me questions and I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. I can't think right now. Like, really? That is not where I want to be. So when I'm thinking about my physical health, my nourished necessity of physical health, I know that I need to prioritize food prep and eating lunch right now because I want to be on the top of my game. I want to have the energy to do these things that God is calling me to do. So what habits and routines can I implement to make it easier for me to eat lunch and have healthy snacks? So I love using the tool of habit stacking. So I wasn't going to talk about this. So this is a bonus, five, five tools. So habit stacking is attaching a new habit to an existing habit. So I am in the habit of cooking breakfast and dinner. So how can I attach the habit of preparing for lunch and snacks to my habit of cooking breakfast and dinner? Well, when I'm cooking breakfast, I already have the veggies out. I'm already chopping. And instead of just cutting up what I need, I'm going to cut it all up. So basically, every time I cook, I'm trying to get in the habit of prepping one produce item completely, washed, chopped, so it's ready to go. And within a couple of days, all of my produce is is chopped up and ready to be used. And I barely had to do any extra work. What, 10 minutes every time I go to cook? That's nothing. And now I have everything ready for easy access to make easy salads, to snack on veggies with hummus. So I'm habit stacking strategically. The veggies are already out. So I am adding in the habit of chopping up the veggies to my habit of cooking breakfast or dinner. So what's another example of this? So I'm trying to get better at laundry. Like I'm pretty good at some of the things, but then some of the other things like putting the laundry away, not so good at. So getting the laundry folded, I'm super good at, right? So we have a habit of after dinner going and sitting down in the living room and hanging out. And that is my cue to fold the laundry that I put in earlier that day and dried and had it all done. So it's ready to go for when we sit down. My cue is strong. I get the laundry folded, but I'm having a hard time putting it away because I don't have a strong cue. So a habit is dependent upon a good cue. Something has to trigger your response to go into that habit. 
So I don't really have a cue for putting the, the laundry away. And I want to be strategic about it. So maybe we could, when we go upstairs before bedtime, I could bring the laundry with us. But thinking about strategy, that might just distract everybody and make bedtime chaotic. So maybe I could take it upstairs when, when I'm going up for a shower or when I'm getting a bath ready for one of the kids. Those would be strong cues because every day somebody is taking a shower or a bath. So I'm going to try that one. Okay, what habits can you create that are going to make your work, your relationships, staying healthy, all of the things easier? So we talked about habits. What about routines? I know we've talked about how routines are easier. I've used that word like a ton during this episode, easier. But routines also help to save space for the important things because you can create routines around the important things. So if you are feeling called to spend more time connecting with your kids, you can easily add that into a routine. What would that look like for you? At our house, we play games every morning. Not Dale, he's at work, but the kids and I. And that's an awesome way that I'm able to connect with them. So basically, our routine is we come downstairs, we grab a snack, which is usually a fruit platter, um, we do our devotional, and then we just play a game for about 40 minutes. Maybe that's not going to work for you. Maybe your mornings are hectic. Maybe your routine in the morning would be five minutes of just talking to your kids, asking them what's up, asking them about things that they're interested in, and just listening. Maybe you have more time in the night to connect with your kids before bed or something. Whatever God is putting on your heart, how do you envision it? What vision is he giving you to nourishing that necessity? And how could you plug it into a routine? And by the way, routines are great for kids because they know what to expect. I don't know if your kids constantly ask you, like um, my youngest Forrest does. He's always like, what are we doing today? And I probably had just told him 15 minutes ago what we're doing today, but he still is asking. He always wants to know what's next because knowing what's next helps kids to feel secure. And if we're quite honest, knowing what's next makes everyone feel secure. Okay, on to our fourth tool. We have rhythms. So a rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement. So your rhythms are the patterns that are going to move you through your day and through your week. So they're similar to routines because you're doing things really in a certain order and it's repeating, but it's on a bigger scale. So this is where all of your routines and habits and priorities come together. Rhythm is where you create balance. There are rhythms embedded all throughout God's creation. He has made rhythms for us. So we have the rhythm of work and rest from Genesis 2-3. says, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all of his work. We have rhythms of seasons, planting, and harvesting. Um, day and night, we have our circadian rhythms, the way our bodies work. Certain times of the day that we just have naturally more energy. Genesis 8-2 says, while the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. These are all examples of rhythms that create balance in the world. So how do rhythms work to create balance in our own lives? Well, I really think that creating balance has everything to do with intention. So look at the rhythms that God created, day and night. Generally, we know that we're supposed to sleep at night. We feel natural when we sleep at night, and we're supposed to be up during the day. 
God gives us time for planting and harvesting, right? So we're not doing the same things at harvest time as we would during planting time. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't call for the same tasks. Having a rhythm allows us to know what this time is supposed to be used for. When you create a rhythm that allows for work and for rest and for your relationships and health, you know that there's a time and a place for all of these things so you can stay focused on the task at hand, on the thing that you're doing right now. You can be present. So when you're spending time with your kids and your husband, you're not distracted thinking about how dirty the floor is over there and how you really want to clean it because you know that you can clean the floor before you cook dinner in two hours. So you can stay focused. You can stay present. Creating rhythms also helps to create boundaries. You're the one who makes your schedule. You're the one who creates the rhythms so you can say no when you have to. I guard my morning routine. I love my morning routine and I want it to repeat on a rhythm because it sets our day up right. So if the dentist is calling me, telling me that I need to schedule an appointment for my kids and wants me to come in during our morning routine time, nope, I'm sorry. We are going to have to schedule for a different time. I'm able to hold that boundary because I understand what that time is best used for. And it also helps you to create boundaries for yourself. Don't be doing the dishes when you should be playing with the kids. Because you know what the time is for, you can keep that boundary for yourself and stay focused, mama. So these repeated rhythms help you to know how you're supposed to be spending your time and to figure out a strategy of how your time is best spent and then to honor those boundaries and to be intentional. So how can you start to create rhythms in your week, in your day? Maybe you need a rhythm of rest where you give yourself permission to just chill out for 15 minutes every day. Maybe God's calling you to build new rhythms into your week that build up your family, that bring you guys closer together. So what is he calling you to? How can you make those habits, those routines, those rhythms that are going to really help honor where you are in your life right now and and what's most important while still getting the dishes done? All right, ladies, I hope that this has blessed you. And if it has, please, please share it with your friends because I know that if it's blessed you, it will bless them too. All right. God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.